is live on Real Estate. Uh, by the way, I'm Patrick Ali, your host. Uh, CP absolutely hates the fact that I count down like to the hundredth episode, and I probably probably because I've been doing it since episode like one. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I guess part of it is what happens at episode one hundred. Is there some special affair? Yeah. Is there some you know significance other than it's just a number? No, no, no. There's going to be uh, we're going to have fireworks. And who's the guest? Uh, Ringling Brothers is our guest. Mm. So we're going to have trapeze <laughs> artists mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, in this room, which this room is what probably twelve by twelve. Yeah. So it's going to be a good time. CP, what's going on, buddy? What's happening? Good morning, everybody. Good. You're a little late this morning. I am. I am. I am. And, uh, you know, I think a couple of weeks ago we talked about the flood. Yeah. Now today I'm going to talk about the orange barrels <laughs> and the problem with the traffic flow around here. Because I don't normally drive at this time in rush yeah. hour. And now I reminded myself why. Yeah. Um, absolutely miserable to try to commute at like eight o'clock well, in the what's morning the old, what's the old saying in michigan right two seasons winter and construction right <laughs> yeah i mean it was true unbelievable it is. i was uh down down from my house so they're like constantly doing construction i'm right off 94 too so like every other day one of the side streets or the freeway is shut down and it's like miserable to try to get there so you got to take there's like five different routes you can take and everybody does the same thing because between where like the way I go between 14 mile and between like 17 mile is all the big three like GM, Ford, Chrysler, all of that stuff. So you never can get down yeah. those roads. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I have sympathy for those now that uh, you know that complain about it because normally I don't. Normally I'm up early. I don't live far from here. Yeah, you know it's a quick 15 minutes. Boom, boom, boom. No problems. And today I was just yeah. You're normally not that grouchy. <laughs> no, but I'm not really grouchy about it. Actually, I'm, uh, good, I'm, good. I'm all right with it. Well, listen, I'll tell you, we had a uh, we had an email go out from Jess uh, the other day because we start to do a little bit of show prep a couple days before, and um, I got an email back. Well, you you know replied back to the entire email, and you were ecstatic. I was about ecstatic. who we have yes. coming on. So you want to introduce our guest today? Our guest, yes, absolutely. Well, yeah, I'll do the introduction. Good. You're usually better at it, but I'll do it. Okay. Um, <laughs> we have with us from. Uh, Keller Williams Metro in Royal Oak, a uh, gentleman by the name of Richard. What's your middle name? No middle name. Oh. <laughs> he doesn't go by we'll middle go name. We'll go by Rick. Rick. Okay. Rick Barber. Rick uh, Barber. Real estate extraordinaire. You may have seen him on Fox 2. You may have seen him on some of the other channels in the uh, in the local media area. I mean, this man is a pro, and uh, we are happy, happy, and blessed to have him on I didn't know that you were on Fox 2. Why are you on our show, times. man? What the heck? Well, here I am. Right? I appreciate yeah, it. <laughs> That's, like, pretty good. He stepped and then away I, from his normal gig to right. come and uh, sit with us this morning. That's awesome. How's everything going, man? This is great. Here we are, good. spring real estate, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's that time. It's that time, and I think uh, purchase season is is definitely here. Uh, and it's really, really good. And also, too, I want to introduce, well, Jess is hanging out with us as always. Hi, Jess. Uh, keeping us on track. But uh, hanging out with us today is kind of cool. So somebody that's newer to our organization, uh, but definitely not new to our industry at all. Uh, Nicole hanging out with us. How you doing? Hi, very well. Thank you. Good, good. No Rick's problem. Backup dancer. I yes. appreciate that. She does a well, great job dancing. <laughs> and she keeps us all together. I feel like in the office, I constantly I'm seeing her like walking around more and more, like getting into people's ear, helping us time. with business development and stuff. So give us a quick, like you know, give us a quick like 20 second, you know, thing on like your background. Okay. Kind of how you got started. I've been in real estate for 19 years, yeah. a little over 19 years, and I was uh, actually I worked with Rick at Keller Williams Metro. Oh, that's awesome. And wanted a change, and I. Uh, David and I had a good chat, and so now I'm working with Henry. Um, I have a lot of relationships. I mean, doing this for 19 yeah, years, yeah. I have a lot of real estate relationships. So I'm marrying the real estate agent and Hall Financial together. And, That's awesome. Um, so you guys have, I mean, th- we have a great product, and yeah, 
it's been a lot of fun. And then, yeah. Rick, give us like a quick, uh, you know, 10 second story about Nicole, something Absolutely. crazy. So, uh, personally, <laughs> well, we're not going to go down that road. But, right, uh, right, I've right. Personally, been in the business 22 years, and um, I've had the luxury of the last four to spend it with Nicole at That's KW. awesome. Um, so we've had a really good run. It's been fun. Yeah, I get a question. Why, why Keller Williams? Because you know we always ask people, you know, kind of why sure. do you go into a certain so I, place? So unfortunately, in 22 years, I've seen seen a lot, right? Yeah. So I started at Century 21 for nine years, Remax for eight years. They all have their own niche, right? But KW just does it a little different. There's yeah. a lot more freedom to run your business the way you want to run it, mm. um, and there's a lot, a lot more training tools, techniques, opportunities that a lot of the other companies are just. Kind of old school brokerage broker yeah. on top. Yeah, every do everything for me essentially. Well, what I noticed hmm. too is that like KW versus anybody else. I mean, the technology that's you know placed in front of you, or the ability right. um, to just uh, I feel like have have a, a more simplistic process for you as an individual agent makes more sense there. And the access to technology yeah. is big. I and mean, when you have a, an owner of a company like Gary Keller who is right. always looking out for the agent yeah. first as opposed to his own own pocketbook, yeah. recently investing a billion dollars into technology. That's awesome. When you think about like that from a, from one yeah. real estate company, that's a lot of money. Yeah, and did you go to uh, the family reunion? You know, not this year, but I've okay. gone multiple times. That's awesome. I heard that that's like a huge, huge like... It's a great culture yeah. event. Yeah. That's well, awesome. I got something just completely kind of, you know, off the off the side here. Um, 22 years. You know, we we hear a lot of realtors talk to us about the different training and things that their their company might offer. And I'm curious, not so much of what trainings, you know, Keller Williams offers, but more so like do you get involved in it? Yeah. Are you like a trainer or do you still sure. attend trainings and a lot of agents still talk yeah. about the coach that they have and you know, I'm always curious. As yeah, to I've seen a lot of obviously over the years, yeah. right? But the, the cool thing about KW is it's just the culture, the yeah. training of culture. So, like as an experienced agent, I don't get paid anything extra, but I've certainly done training classes for, right. for new agents, right. and, and that happens for a lot of people. They're all doing it, right? Yeah. And where it seems like there was at other companies, there's like one trainer, and right. you have to go to like a third party location for this event. And yeah. We have a, a 90 person training room right in our office, right. so it's like we can throw. We can have training every single day if we want to. Yeah. So it's it is a big shift in mentality. Well, and yeah. I notice that I notice that a lot is that when you have like one trainer or one person, you know, that's one individual's experience in the industry. Right. right? It's not mm-hmm. multiple people. So to have folks like yourself and other folks at, at KW that are willing to step up and teach the younger people or even the older people that are like not technologically savvy at all. Hey, look, I've 20 years. I'm still going to some, <laughs> some of these, right? Like, right. you yeah. keep right. up with what's what's the new thing. I just feel right. like it's a huge benefit, you Absolutely. know, and it, and it allows multiple people with multiple, um, you know, with various experiences in the industry to kind of help each other. And I think that that's why that name is so important important in the real mm-hmm. estate business of Keller Williams is just yeah. because that's what they do. Well, so. The cool thing is also they'll let you find your own niche, right? Like you can uh, – you know, if you want to build a great team, they have support for that. Like I choose yeah. not like I, I've been an individual agent for right. 20 years and that's where I'm comfortable. I, yeah. I don't need to be uh, a, a you know, world beater like I'm comfortable doing what I'm doing. Right. And, right. And they're they're supportive of either either process. That's awesome. So it's, the, it's yeah. a big sharing environment. Yeah. And what's really fun is to see brand new agents that come in and they're in f- for a few months and then they have something to teach people like Rick and I who've been yeah. in the business for so long because they're they're up and coming and they know all the new fun little gadgets or and yeah. even just like just perspective pieces. right yeah. like they right. Say yes. some com- might come from the corporate role and they they can Rolled add school. something that i, I wow well, i don't have that experience like yeah. that's that's a cool thing to add in you know that's awesome yeah. that's we awesome. always tell people you know when you're in your first few months and I, I didn't tell you nicole and we should is 
your eyes are not adjusted to this place yet, you know. So you right. see things that we have maybe seen and thought about, but we've forgotten about because we've been here for a while, and you just get you know caught up in the day to day. But when you have fresh eyes, you see things like, you know, what the hell is going on with you know with that? And we might be like, oh yeah, well you know we're we're just used to it, and it's like. You know, I you need to point too. those things out, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Well, well and I think in, in any environment, I think it's important feedback is, like, the most important thing, whether you're, yeah. you know, learning something new or you don't know, um, you know, a lot about a certain subject or topic. And like, I was on CP's team for a while, and, I mean, I learned something new every day. A lot of it was just music-related, nothing to do with mortgages, but I still <laughs> learned something. Right. You know, especially Sling Blade, our favorite movie. But right. we'll get on that subject Can later. I just one more thing yeah. I, about Hall. Just being here for a few weeks, yeah. you guys, are, it's a very well-oiled machine. Everybody yeah. has their thing that they do, and they do well, and I'm really, really impressed yeah. listening to um, a lot of the loan officers and just listening to each department and how well-organized everybody is. So and and that's something that I think, and appreciate it, and, and yeah. that's something that I think we early on wanted to create this type of environment. And I think you can be a very, very uh, big player in this industry, but be very small as an organization. Because, I mean, as, tar as far as our whole company, I mean, we're probably, what, 40 people here? 40 people total, and that's including, like, DH down. So, like, with that, you know, uh, just having the communication that we have, I think, is super important. And, and going back to the Keller Williams thing in training, is like, that's something that you just have. You have access to those people. You're not in, a, in an organization where, you know, you have to call to Phoenix every day to, like, a corporate office to talk to somebody. You have somebody that sits next to you, or you might have another team that can help you and get you to the next step. And I think in this type of environment, in this type of market especially, that's super important to, to have those people around you. For sure. So, um, CP, tell me a little bit about, you know, I want to do a quick mortgage update just to kind of get it out of the way. What are you seeing right now? Uh, I am seeing interest rates being very, very good. Um, yeah. I, I would, you know, I got to admit, I didn't double check the, uh, you know, the, the ticker and the, the facts mm -hmm. this morning. But, you know, my own kind of guts and, uh, and a little bit of watching, it, rates have actually got a little better in the past week. Yeah. Uh, we, I think we saw them tick down a touch, which is always good news. Um, you know, we're crazy busy in terms of in terms of purchases. I mean, the market right now in yeah. our world and our immediate little area here, our hula hoop is all purchase. And yeah. that's awesome. I mean, it's just there's a lot of activity. And what do you focus on, Rick, a lot right now? Are you purchase? Are you I'm about 50 seller list sellers to yeah. buyers. Yeah. Yeah. That's a comfortable range for me. Very good. A, a nice exposure. Both sides what, when do you think you'll ever go? Because I feel like the evolution of an, a real estate agent is at some point in time in your career, you go mm -hmm. solely listing. You're like, yeah, I'm just you, listing heavy. Like, and when, that's the cool thing about this industry. Like, there's not one way to succeed. That's yeah. what I love about it. Like, right. You can do your own thing and be as successful as you want to be. That's so, good. Like, right now, like, if I decided to, like, grow a team, obviously, like, yeah, I might become just listing heavy for me and then mm -hmm. hire a couple of buyer's agents. Right. Like that, that makes sense from a business standpoint. But being an ind individual guy, like, I'm going to handle both sides. Of yeah. That. And, yeah. And as an individual, I'm curious to know this. And, Nicole, you can talk a little bit about this as well as, like, how do you budget yourself? You know, are you do you buy leads? Do you? No, that's the cool thing. Like, I, I have zero overhead. Like, I built my business ground up. So oh, really? I have my businesses, sphere of influence, repeat business, and they're referring their friends and family. You do a good job for someone, mm -hmm. they're going to tell people. So there's zero advertising. So, you know, a lot of people say, wow, 22 years, I never even heard of you. I'm like, that's okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Because in my world, people know me. And right. That's what's important. 
That's awesome. I don't have to be on a billboard in every corner to still. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, and it's I true. Say, like, you it's can be true. as successful as you want to be in this business. And yeah. for me, like, I'm at a comfortable level where I still have time for family and and vacations, and 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 that's what I that's what I enjoy, and that's what's comfortable. So, yeah. like I said, everyone doesn't have to be a world beater to be successful in this business. No, but you've also, I'm sure. You know, you're probably being a little modest. You built that. Oh, you know, yeah. And that was probably not an not easy, easy build. Well, no. And I built it at a time when I tell kids today, that are, I call them kids, right? Kids. Like, oh, yeah, they're kids. They're they kids. are. Some of them are kids, right? And I'm like, you have no idea how much easier this business is today to break into right. than right. in past years. I said there was no thing as Facebook. Right. Yeah. There was no social media. I said when I got in this business, I didn't even have a cell phone. I had a pager. Like, right. you think nice. about that. Right. I had to, like, stop at a pay phone and, like, put money in and actually call back my clients. Mm-hmm. You had a map that you're like kind of stare at as you're driving. There's no there's no Google Maps, right? I'm just like you, the little things that people forget. Yeah. It's like it was yeah. hard to break into the market. Well, we laugh about it too, but it's like the convenience of things nowadays, oh, you know. So it's like all talk at your fingertips. So talk about the evolution from you know this this much time in the industry. Talk about the evolution of like technology and how that's played a factor. Are you big on social? Like, is that something you focus on? Uh, or no. No. Well, yes and no. Right. Like strategic social. Like, yeah. I I'm. It's my life. It's my personal side, but there's right. also a integrated business aspect where it's not overwhelming. I'm not just reaching out. Hey, I need some business. Like that's not that's not how I roll. Like, right. Mm-hmm. I'm here if you need me, and this is what I have going on, and I hope you enjoy it. You know. Right. And Rick's so. really good with. He takes his, his past clients, friends, family out yeah. to lunch. Um, he always he makes sure that his friends and family keep him top of mind. That's um, awesome. And he's constantly reaching out. So yeah. he's, he's really successful. So there's just been, there's there's never been a time where you're like, you know what, I need to start paying for advertisements or I need to start breaking into, you know, radio full time or trying to get another platform to do your business. A long time ago, I, I don't remember who told me, but they, they, the basic message was if you can't be the best at, at one thing, don't don't spend the money on right. it. Right. And I believe that wholeheartedly. So yeah. if you're going to spend the, the money on, whether it's paid leads or television or radio, like you got to have a, a pretty deep pocketbook to keep yeah. up with the best and to right. be the best. Right. And I found that, you know, work backwards, like keep your expenses low, do a good job for people. You can grow your business organically right. just as easy. Yeah. So who are your, who are like your influences when you got it, when you broke into this industry? Well, uh, I mean, uh, that was a long time ago, right? Yeah. So basically the world was a little smaller and it was basically the, the top producers in my my company, right. essentially, that's who yeah. you looked up to, right? So that's who you got the the tips and techniques from. Yeah. But that was a pretty small group that you're leaning on, right? And now I just feel like everyone's connected. Like I talk to agents yeah. across the country on a daily basis. Like, yeah, socials just changed everything. Yeah, yeah. Any other like big sort of groundbreaking, you know, eye opening things that you learned early on, you know, that you feel like guided your career in a certain direction or another yeah, that's no, a good absolutely. question well it's, it's funny because i look at my career in two stages really like there was a long window where you're like i was a young kid too yeah like, sure. I was 20, 20, 22 years old I, I don't really know what i'm doing you're you're learning right so right. i'm kind of doing that part time for many years and then you break in and you're like i think i got this and then the great recession comes right mm-hmm. and you're like wow this is a completely new experience and now you're struggling to get houses sold and yeah. it, it changes your you know, overview of mm. things. And then you kind of come out of that and you're like, okay, that's behind us. So I always look at like pre pre 2007. And then I look mm-hmm. at like post 2012, like as the big time frames of my business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So post, I, like I hone my craft during right, that right. time. Right. And it's like, okay, we're going to redo this and we're going to do it right. This yeah. time, and We're going to make sure we capitalize and take really good care of people yeah. so that 
if that ever happens again, I'm, I'm going to be more insulated. Right. And, and talk about the impact of that. So, like, we, you know, we talk, I know that we're way, way ahead of pace from 2007, 2008, but talk about the in- initial impact when you go through something like that. Um, like, what is the first things that kind of come to mind other than, oh, shit? That, well, yeah, oh, you shit, know. sure. Right? But it wasn't actually, oh, shit. It was like, oh, this is different. Yeah. Like, you know, it was like, it was like Halloween 2007, and it was like, wow, it got really quiet all of a sudden. Yeah, right. And you kind of think, well, that's weird. It'll be fine. Yeah, and then, right. You know, you get to the 2008, and you're like, wow, that wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Next year will be better. And then you're like, wow, that was worse. You know, it's just like, yeah. it's the it's the unknown. You, yeah. just, you don't know what to expect. Like, that was nothing that we'd experienced personally ever, but yeah. Yeah. since the 20s, right? Right. The Great, great Depression. So it was um, you're learning in real time is, yeah. is all I could say. Yeah. And then at some point, and I, I can't put my finger on it, it was like, well, things feel better. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like whatever that phantom date was, you know. Right. 2012-ish. Yeah, 2012. Yeah. I felt yeah. like we were on really strong footing in 12, and that's yeah. when you're like, oh, wow, I can – you know, I can afford to, we can go out to dinner again, you know. Like, <laughs> we can, yeah, yeah, I can right. get gas yeah, in my exactly. car Yeah, exactly, yeah. And during that time, too, people like, uh, real estate agents like Rick, he prepared himself for that without even knowing it. He always kept himself in the game, always yeah. keeping in contact with his past clients, his friends, family. So when that happened, the agents that got in it because it was, quote, unquote, great, mm-hmm. um, they they were gone. They, yeah, it was easy, sure. and it it was not. It's never easy. Yeah, no matter what the market tells us, yeah. it's never and it was easy. Something other really that was really cool that happened during that time is you had a little extra time on, on your on your plate, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You're not as busy, and you kind of did a little soul searching. At least I did, and it was like, yeah, yeah. I want to like. So I got into actually got into running. It was like oh, great nice. therapy. And I, you know, and since then I've run like four half marathons and two. Oh, full that's marathons, awesome! Whoa, right? Wow! So it became like a lifestyle for me that I would would have never done if things just kept plodding along like they were. Right? Yeah. And now I look at that and I'm like, I'm just a better person for it. I'm better in business. I'm better like better health. I'm better mentally. Like everything yeah. about like you say, what, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I believe right. that wholeheartedly after living through that experience. Hmm. That's that's awesome. So take us into like this. You know, now that we fast forward kind of into 2019, 2018. Talk a little bit about you know what you saw last year this time around and like what we're seeing now because right now it's a great opportunity yeah, for people. It's, to buy so homes. it's kind of crazy and we talk back to like that 2012 like time frame. Yeah, and it feels like it's just been a nonstop bull run ever since. Right, we're seeing like a year over year appreciation three to five percent every year. Mm-hmm. So you know what happens like at some point people's budgets are getting a little stretched and that's yeah. kind of right. Last year was kind of bad in the spring and then it eased off a little in the fall. Um, and then this year ratcheted up even higher in the spring. Right, it was like, right. you know, you're, you're hearing certainly like, personally, I had one that there was 15 offers on a house. We were trying to wow, get, man. end up winning it, which was amazing. But awesome. I've heard other people that had up to 40. It's like, yeah, I know crazy. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So when you get into that environment, let's say your budget's already a little stretched right. and now you found your dream house and you're competing against 15 other people. Right. Good luck. Right. Yeah. Well, how do you, and how do you tailor yourself? I mean, how do you have that conversation? Cause I imagine, you know, we're very big proponents. I know at least CP and I are very big proponents of like when we have we know an offer's in, I want to get on the phone with that listing agent right away as the lender and make sure that that agent feels comfortable. Even if they don't accept our offer, they feel comfortable to know that I'm going to call them if they see my name like on a pre-approval letter exactly. again. So what conversations right. or what are you doing up front? to like, you know, get into that agent's mind. Well, it's even more the agent. It's getting into the buyer's mind. Like that's yeah. what's even more important. Like you, the first time you sit down with that person, at a, like a, the first meeting, mm-hmm. you want to set those expectations and let them understand, look, I know you want the com- 
complete turnkey house with the white cabinets and the quartz countertops with the open concept. But guess what? Everyone else wants that too, yeah. right? right? So you might get in a circumstance where we may have to pull out some of our tools in our toolbox to make you look like the most attractive offer. Mm -hmm. So you set those those expectations up front and you let them understand what it takes in a really hot market. Yeah. And then you start to also understand like what they're willing to do and what they're uncomfortable doing. So all of that work, that groundwork is done before right. we even step into a house. Yeah. So then you find them their dream house and they're ready to pull the trigger and, and then you give them the bad news of, wow, they said there's 10 offers. Wow. Doesn't matter. Like they're yeah. already mentally in the game. They're ready to go and yeah. we can structure it in a, in a way that'll always put them near the top. But then you do that additional kind of extra layer of security yeah. where you're, you're following yeah. up. You guys are following up as the lender um, and, and more often than not, we're in the top two. That's awesome. I gotta believe that that is rare. That whole pre-planning, you know, that you just went through. Um, I just don't feel like every agent does that. No. You know, well, I know that, that, that that's yeah. not happening. And, and we, there's another uh, aspect that I, I did talk uh, on the news once uh, last year. You know, when you're having those conversations, if someone's budget is really stretched, like there are little tricks that we can do. Like, hey, you're, you you've narrowed it down to three cities, right? Like. XYZ. Well, did you know that Z's taxes are 40% higher than X's? Right. An equal price house, you can save a lot of money. Right. Like maybe we cross this city off. Right. And that gives you a little, little bit more room in your budget. It's something simple, but are people really taking the time to educate right. the clients on all these little nuances? Right. Well, and I like that too, because, you know, one of the things that I, I love to talk to my clients about is, and one thing that I like to do when I do a pre approval in any way, is I like to overestimate. I like to overestimate everything, and I like to inflate taxes. I like to inflate insurance by a, by a, a small margin, not much. But I, I like to do that because I, I want my client to understand, um, you know, what the potential is. You know, if you find a home that's 250000 nine times out of ten, your taxes probably aren't four grand, right? It, now, in some areas, it may be, and it may be higher. Maybe higher, exactly. But at the same time, you know, if I'm giving you a tax, you know, a tax bill, when we're talking about your payment, and I'm putting your taxes at forty five hundred, and you qualify, and you're comfortable with the payment, I feel like you're putting yourself in a better position because now you know, if that were the case, then I know I'm safe and I know I'm comfortable, and I feel like it gives you a little bit of an edge and a leg up when you're Absolutely. a buyer um, to really understand your budget. I don't know. Yeah, no, we definitely try to leave in a little bit of wiggle room. You yeah. know, um, the problem is, like you were saying, when people's budgets get stretched, and yeah. that's, I feel so like tight. I've seen a lot of that right now where, you know, we're looking with a with a client on a conventional loan, and, you know, their debt ratio is a 48 back end, and they're wanting, you know, I got to I need another ten need grand, to be and, I'm, yeah, best. and I'm yeah. like, whoa, right. whoa, whoa! We are like beyond my comfort zone right now, you yeah. know. Uh, and that's hard. That's a hard thing, and you know, it's a fine line to not frighten people or scare them off. And as you were saying, when you were kind of going through, you know, your your sort of pre planning prep work, what was going through my mind is, I wonder if he ever scares anybody off, you know. Um, but it's it's so important, you know. And I try to be the realist with people. Yeah. And with the agents, when because agents, you know, you maybe not you, Rick, but others. Careful. We we give them. <laughs> well, we'll give the pre-approval to two fifty, and it's like, hey, we're looking at a house today that's two seventy five. Can I get yeah. a pre-approval? And I'm like, uh, yeah, for two fifty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think right, right. We lost the first so, one. Yeah. Right, right. And I think it's super important. I mean, that's a great point. I think that that's a disconnect, and why the why a partnership, and that's why Nicole's job is so yeah. important. 
but why the partnership is so important in the communication, I think, between agent and lender is that you never want to put yourself in that situation because even if you're putting, you know, you're putting your client in a situation where, you know, yeah, we're going to stretch the budget as much as we can, or, or for us, we're going to, we're just going to stretch the, the debt to income ratio as tight as we can so that we can get them qualified for that $300,000 house that they want instead of telling them like, Hey, listen, I don't think this is right for you. I think your number is more at 250. Now, yes, you're absolutely right. I think we're going to scare a couple people off because there are going to be folks out there that think or know that they want Tell more. Tell them what they want to hear. Yeah, right. exactly. And and I think you have to be a big proponent of telling people what they need to hear, not necessarily what they Absolutely. want. You know, and, and I think it goes back to the education piece, but it also goes back to the partnership to have an understanding that between agent and lender, there's no disconnect ever to where that kind of stuff doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever just completely, you know, when there's 20 offers in, I mean, is, is it ever a, you know what, we're just... We're pulling our hat out of this ring. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's where it has to, it's it's per the client, right? Yeah. Like, is if this, I, I tell them, if this isn't your dream house, right? let's go on to the next one. Yeah. Like, it, do, it doesn't make sense to go all in on this one. I don't see the value in it. I don't see the return on the investment, and it probably isn't in your best interest. Right. Like, someone's going to win at a number that you probably shouldn't pay. Right. right. And that's and okay. And it's not going to appraise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or even if it does, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know, right. it's just crazy. Yeah. How, how often do you have, uh, when you go into like a buyer's consult, do you have people, I, we call it the infamous ghost, right? Like you have that conversation with them. You talk about what they I've really. I've never heard of the infamous ghost, by the way. Oh, yeah, you have. You're a proponent. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm excited but... <laughs> to hear what it is. <laughs> right, right. So what we, what we do is like the, getting ghosted means that like you have that initial conversation. You know, you know, and you can feel in that conversation that this buyer has either had, you know, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa that told them everything they need to know about real estates and more real estate and mortgages, right? Yeah, from and 1982. Then, right. And you have that conversation yeah. and you kind of bring all of that reality back in. And then those people slowly start to fade away and they either they get discouraged in buying a house or they just altogether don't want to work with you anymore because you're honest with them. Yeah, well, it's always about being honest. And, and if you're going to lose some, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, that's just part right. of the business. But I think what's important is to kind of convey that message to them is if there's other decision makers in this process, let's get them in the room as well yeah. right? so that I can have the same conversation with mom and dad and, and grandma and grandma, yeah. like whoever that you've been talking to because, like I said, Real estate's not the same as it was in 1982. Right. A lot of things have changed, and they sold that one house back then. Right. It's not exactly the same. Today. Right. And, 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 you know, and it's like I always say, it's like the stock market. Nothing goes up straight up. Nothing goes straight down. Mm-hmm. There's times through the year where things just change. Yeah. It's like we try to give, give people up-to-the-minute information so that they can make the best decision. I love mm-hmm. it. And just a quick story before we wrap it up. I had a client that actually um, met in an open house, had a great conversation with them. They actually called me back, and they're like, hey, you know, we met at this open house. I'd love to work with you. I want you guys to help us buy a house. And it was a decent sized purchase. And then uh, he said, cool, we'll be in touch later on today. I'll get you all my documents. We'll get it taken care of. I get another call today or that same day. And it's from his mom. And his mom interviewed me for about 25 minutes on, you know, myself in the industry and our company and all this other thing, all this other stuff. And what I kind of got from the conversation is, you know, mom hasn't bought a house since you're absolutely right. 1998. So she knows absolutely nothing about this process, but she wants to obviously educate her son uh, and her uh, daughter-in-law in this process as well 
So she needs to know. She needs to I feel comfortable with this. Like that. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's and, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, let's get everyone on board so right. we're all on the same page, right. and then there's no misunderstanding as we go right. forward. Right. And and I mean, the moral of the story is is that you know, again, going back to educating your buyers, educating sellers on what's going on, and and um, educating them on how to be, I think, the most beneficial whether you're purchasing or you're bu- or you're uh, selling your home is like the most important. I think that's always king in anything. Yeah, I, I agree. And For then sure. also, you know, when you're looking at this market where everyone's kind of stretched, I think one of the things that gets overlooked is, you know, everyone wants that white kitchen, quartz countertop, right. turnkey. Like most people, that's what they want. And that's yeah. why there's so much demand. But there's this other subsection of houses that, you know, maybe they're a little smaller, they're only two bedroom and, and they're not, you know, so like a perfect example, I have one going on right now. Let's say your your budget's like two fifty, right? But you want a three bedroom, um, fifteen hundred square foot, and those are selling for three hundred. Right. I have one right now. This exact example where the guy found a, a two bedroom. It's only nine hundred square feet, but he's going to pick it up at two hundred. Now he's going to pop off the top. Yeah. Re- exactly. Reframe it in. Exactly. Square off the back. Now you got two extra bedrooms, another full bath. So now you're sitting at fifteen hundred square feet with a four bedroom, two bath that will probably be worth over three hundred now. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's still at his max budget of two fifty after he's done the improvements. Right. And like, yeah, it, and he's sitting on equity that he wouldn't have had. Exactly. Yeah. So I just think there's this like little niche market that yep. people aren't really like they just don't know, right? Well, they don't right. want to do that. A lot of people. A lot of people are afraid of. Well, that it's funny though. There was a recent and, survey yeah. that was done by Realtor.com that they. They did the they uh, prospective home buyers said sixty percent of them would be willing to do a renovation or addition on their on their new home purchase, like that seemed like a huge number, you know. Yeah, but absolutely. It's not for everyone. No, but, no. But that's well, def- I don't know. a definite opportunity. I think they're all watching HGTV while they're filling out their surveys, though, right? Yeah, it very well could be. <laughs> absolutely. My wife and I are rehab addicts, unfortunately. Yeah. Know, oh yeah, right? he's got the ship oh. lap in the bedroom. I saw that. Oh. It's, uh, <laughs> How many of the how many of those boards have fallen down <laughs> since you put them up? One. Really? One fell initially. Yeah. Yes. Um, because it was um, it. We did a little project in the bedroom. We put up some some um, reclaimed wood, and there was one piece that was really, really kind of shockingly white, and everything else was more grays and browns. And my wife was very against it at first and so i said well <laughs> all right let's just we'll leave it there we're not going to put it all the way in and it was a very very solid kind of like i stuck it in there and it fit real nice and snug and went around it and said you know when we get all done we'll see and uh, i sort of forgot about that so a day or two later <laughs> um she her mother actually came over and she was showing her mom and as they were standing there the board fell smashed oh, the lamp oh, and went right like on my pillow where i would have been sleeping so had it, you know, decided to fall in the middle of the night, I'd have gotten a pretty a good smack. Bump in the head. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she planned that. Yeah, uh-huh. maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't know why she upped my life insurance the day I before know. that yeah. happened. Just, it's just really renewed. weird. It's crazy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anywho, at any at any rate, we want to uh, wrap this up here. So, uh, Rick, for anybody out there that's looking either to buy to sell, looking for information uh, on this crazy world that we call, in, uh, you know, real estate. Give us all your contact info and how do we get a hold of yeah, you? I'm looking to maybe do a, you know, maybe like have a race or something. Uh, hey, yeah. if you <laughs> yeah. just want a running partner, yeah, running partner. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I sell is always best. Text or, or call 248 705 0578. If you're on the web, I can be found at mrberkeley.com. Awesome. And we'll make sure that we put that in the, uh, in the comments as well. To make sure we have that. Rick, thanks for hanging out with us. I appreciate it, guys. Nicole, Thank thanks you. for hanging out with us. First one in the books. Thank you. Are, you, are you so nervous now? I'm not nervous. Anymore. Good. That's no. awesome. Jess, Good. thank you. No problem. 
I don't know why I'm yelling, but thank you. CP, as always. <laughs> yeah, good time. All righty, I'm Patrick Ali. This is another episode of Live on Real Estate in the Books. Uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>